Welcome to Cast Party, High School Theater Revisited. I'm here with Julian Shapiro Barnum. He's a comedian. He's the creator and host of Recess Therapy. This is the first time that I'm recording one of these in person, so we're both in the same room, which is very special, and I get to look at his (laughs) sweet little face in person. Um, Julian, thank you for talking to me and for being here. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. So, (laughs) let's jump right into this. Tell everyone where you went to high school, um, what the name of the high school was, where is it located, all that good stuff. Yeah, so I went to Friends Central School, which is in Wynwood, Pennsylvania. It's a Quaker school uh, that was is known for its sports. Okay. And yet I <laughs> never once did sports there. I petitioned out of it every year so I could do. What do you mean year. you petitioned out of it? Um, like, was it a requirement? It was a requirement. You had to do a required some amount of sports and you didn't even want to have any part of it i didn't want to do any of it at okay. all because i wanted to spend all my time doing theater so what was the theater program like then that was that was so appealing to you um the high school theater for it was a middle school and high school so okay. i did come oh like six through 12th grade mm-hmm. come, okay but i guess we're talking about high school specifically i mean but if you want to touch on middle like high school is more interesting anyway it's usually where the drama is <laughs> exactly so my high school theater program was run by this amazing woman, Terry Guerin, who, and I can say this because I have four gay moms. Okay. But in, in all ways but sexuality, she was a, a raging lesbian. Um, <laughs> through and through. My moms concur. Uh, but she was this small woman who, like, had this, like, whole, like, in the like behind the stage there was like this closet that she like turned into this like into the drama room she literally was in the closet she was literally yeah. in the closet <laughs> but no it was like it was i mean it wasn't like tiny it was like a sizable space but it was like not a classroom okay like the walls were sheet or like metal and that was the office that she worked in and where she would like teach you guys yeah and um the walls were like covered in pictures of past students who like truly like they the pictures could have been from like the 60s like they felt like from another time uh were they actually that old though no they were probably like from the year before i got there oh okay and she would always tell us stories about how like you know before you know back when theater was good we could smoke cigarettes on stage like for high school shows and like do all this crazy shit I like that that's her indication of when theater was good. Like, um, But yeah, it was a good program. I think we had a very good program. We uh, did a lot of kind of cool, interesting shows. Uh, and I loved it a lot. And I credit it to a lot of who I am. Also, last thing, yeah. I my monologue, is most notably my theater program produced Benj Pasek. And Dear Van Hansen's about not to brag. <laughs> not it's to about brag my high school. Wait, so first of all, let's talk about this. Number one, Dear Van Hansen is a true story. Uh, I don't actually think so, but okay. it is loosely based off of a suicide that happened at my high school. And then, and they I don't think kind anything of fictional else happened. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's something to brag about. Yeah. Um, and my 
drama teacher Terry would always say, ah, oh, you're just like Benj. Really? Was that. he like the it guy when he was there? I think he was pretty cool. Okay. And I also was pretty cool. Is Benj the one who writes the music or the lyrics? The short Jewish one. I don't know. Oh Not God. the tall I don't know. Jewish. Benj, if you're out there... He's the little one. Okay. Um, oh, actually, wait. No, one of them has blonde hair. One of them yes, has brown hair. That's, it's Ben. It's it's Benj Pasek and something. Paul. Justin Paul. Justin Paul. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Paul is the blonde. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah, blonde Jew wouldn't make sense. Um, great. Okay. So do you do you feel like the program was playing second fiddle to sports? Or... Not to me. Not not to okay. people who knew. We would. We, I, gosh, um, just a particularly silly memory is that we had the head of athletics sit in for one of our cats rehearsals, more on that later, <laughs> to, to see if it was worth, excuse, if it was athletic enough to excuse us from sports, and it was deemed not. Not athletic, athletic enough. enough. <laughs> this, like, old, like, this, like, uh, this, total weirdo this he, like the old gym teacher guy sat in the back and watched us rehearse cats it was like no they need sports <laughs> they need but you still found a way out of it though yeah i complained so much that they were like shut up i got a i had a 200 person um petition form that i got signed i sat in the cafeteria at a table and made people sign it when saying like saying sports you don't, I don't, like... But you specifically, you didn't, like, rope anyone else into it. It was, no, like, it was like just, me. just me. I'm the only one. No, no, I was, like, I think all... Like, I don't think anyone should have to do sports. Oh. I think the play should count. I think it should exempt students from sports. And I got all these signatures, and the head of the school called me into his office and was, like, here's what we're going to do. It's just going to be, you don't have to do sports, and will you chill out? And I was, like, yeah. So, so they just did it to, like, shut you up, basically. Yeah, they yeah. didn't actually agree with your argument. But I was fine with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you you got what you wanted, even if it was, like, just as, like, a consolation prize. Yeah, but, but I got what I wanted. Yeah, and that's yeah, all that's that matters, yeah. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's so interesting because, like, there's so many um, people who I've talked to where, surprisingly, um, the sports players would mm-hmm. double up as being oh, theater kids, too. That couldn't happen in my yeah, and it didn't really happen at my high school. I didn't really happen. Like it never happened at my mm-hmm. high school, at least not while I was there. Um, but there's been a handful of people who have been on the show who have said um, that, like, the captain of the football team yeah, would like play Valjean yeah. or whatever it was, and like people would do that crossover. So it's interesting that it was, yours was definitely it was not that. It was, like I think I think everyone like I don't think any theater kids would ever go to see sports games, but I do think the popular kids would sometimes come. To watch the plays, which was very nice. Oh, okay. Like, you never went to a football game. I, I don't think I went to any sport thing ever. <laughs> so, wait, where did this, like... I was really anti... I, like, now I don't care, but... No, I, I mean... I, I had the vinegar. Fair enough, but, I mean, I... Like, even in high school, like, I still played football or, like, would go see the basketball games and stuff like that. So, where did this, like staunch only theater or bus <laughs> mentality come from was that like a middle school thing I or felt really like well in middle school you could do like the like wuss sport which yeah. was called the rotation which was 
um, ping pong, volleyball, and like the treadmill. Yeah, <laughs> you know the sport, the treadmill. <laughs> the treadmill, which is no, it was actually this is funny. It was called um, fitness, and you weren't allowed to go on any of the machines, like any, until you learned what. And there were so many. I think it was like twenty five until you learned what every single one was called and what muscle it worked out. And you and you had to stand in front of the whole room and go. Preacher curl, biceps, you know, something, something, lats. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I put on no curl and put it on the ground. <laughs> then it worked? Yeah, it worked. Okay. And then I would just, like, run. But, yeah, sports, sports made me feel bad. They didn't make me feel welcome. And then uh, I really fell in love with my high school dropper program. Okay. Yeah. So it was when you got to high school that it clicked that you were yeah, just, like, Yeah, I didn't really fight it in um, middle school. Yeah. I just kind of did it. So what what made you fall in love with the drama program? Was it something that happened freshman year, or was it a later point? Like, what was your in? So I joined the high school theater program. At, so they do, so the way it goes is a musical Shakespeare play Shakespeare. So it's okay. Shakespeare every year. Anyway, the first semester of my freshman year was a musical, and singing gives me great anxiety. Okay. Less... Less now, I'll do it. But, but like, at the time, at the time, it was, yeah. honestly, it was a big fear of mine, and I didn't want anything to do with it. Okay. And freshmen don't get in the plays ever, like just or like they don't get like parts. So okay. I was like, I don't want to be like on some, you know, I didn't want to like just. <laughs> I don't want to be on some. I want to be the star. <laughs> I can't sing, but if I am going to be in a musical, I'm going to be the fucking lead. So no, I just didn't want to like just do like chorus shit. Okay. We did Pasek and Paul's Edges, which was a, a shit, high school shit musical. Okay. Um, uh, do you know it? I, I've never seen it. It's like their first thing, and it's not good. Yeah, isn't it's just like a song cycle yeah, of it's like just a song. Yeah, it's oh. like and it's like horny, sad. Interesting. Um, but okay. anyway, second semester, they were doing much about nothing set a- after World War II. Oh. So it was like really cool. And I was the only freshman to get a line. To get a line, you were like soldier number two, and I was I was literally soldier number two. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> okay. I had the opening line of the show, which was yeah. I got to yell, and then I got like two lines in the middle, and I was like in. And I had all these cool new friends, and like it was like a lot of antics, and yeah. like it was really crazy, and then. I don't have much to say about that production, but kind of the interesting thing that happened was like usually there's like seniority, but the there was the and the senior class was like big actor class, and then there was no actors in junior class. So sophomore year, I kind of jumped up further than maybe I would have. So I was kind of functionally a junior my sophomore year in the eyes of the theater department because there was a void that needed to be filled. So then I got thrust. Into the role of Prior Walter as a tender age of what, like sixteen, I think, um, and yeah, sixteen or fifteen or sixteen or something, and um, we were the first ever high school to do a full production of. Millennium approaches. <laughs> so you just did Millennium. Yeah, we okay. just did Millennium. Which is more than enough. <laughs> which with selected scenes from Perestroika and the last scene. So we wait, tried wait, to, wait. So we cut like maybe forty percent of it. Okay. So you did all of the the play we're talking about, by the way, is Angels in America, if anyone doesn't know this. By but Tony Kushner. You did all of part one. Mm-hmm. 
and then in like the same night scenes. would do three scenes from Perestroika. Yeah. And the ending. We tried Which would have been like four hours when all is said and done, or it was like two forty maybe. Okay. We cut. We did. We like the we did. We cut. We cut. But it was a really crazy experience. I was definitely too young to understand it. We drew my lesions on with magic marker. Oh. I was like walking around the school with like purple shit like all over my arms and like neck. Like it looked like I was like abused. Yeah. And we um, we had a whole we had a good time with it. And then like a year or two later I met Tony Kushner and I was like we did this and he was like I know oh, I was like no he was like I heard but did, was it like a good I heard or was it like a I know like, I think it was a little neutral it was neutral okay I, I went to pet a dog and looked up and it was Tony Kushner and I was like oh it was just his dog yeah oh yeah it was pretty cool wow um yeah that's crazy that you guys did Angels in America I like I know, isn't that kind of crazy? It's wild. Like I've heard of colleges doing that show, and I'm still like, I don't know if like mm-hmm. colleges should do it just because it's aside from the fact that it's like so much, mm-hmm. it's just like as like twenty something year olds are really far removed from like yeah. really getting the AIDS crisis. It just didn't mean it like was. But like as a sixteen year like even like I I don't know I don't even know if yeah, forget mm-hmm. like performing like if I was in a history class would I have even. Understood all that stuff that year. We study. You study it at my um, in junior year lit class. Do you think that's why your director wanted to do the show? Or? Yeah, okay. I think. And then I saw it on Broadway with Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Yep. And I saw it the night that um, James Franco also saw it. I saw it with photo. Sarah Bareilles, and she was sitting two rows. In wow! Me. So I'm glad that we both saw Angels in America with celebrities. <laughs> with celebrities. Um, also, Tony Kushner was there the night I saw it. Did you go up to him again and say, "How's your dog?" I, I he can have a complicated relationship. He knows my dad. <laughs> does my dad, he actually? He does know my dad. My dad's a musician, and my dad composed the music for the first rendition of Dybbuk, um, which is one of his earlier shows. Okay. Or later shows. I don't know. Um, yeah, we have a complicated relationship. I want him to know who I am, and I don't think he does. Good. Um, we'll try to get this out to him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Tony, if you're listening. Um, you saw I, it on Broadway? I saw it on Broadway. Yeah. I saw the, the HBO. I, I genuinely love that play. The only thing that's made me not love that play is how many other people kind of glommed onto it recently. It became a little bit too it. Yeah. And then BU did it. I saw it at BU. No, I have nothing to say. I also have nothing to say. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, one thing I'll say. Can I say one thing? Yeah, yeah. So my so my college did it. For those of you who are listening who are not BU people, and my college did it, and I was too young to be in the casting pool. Otherwise, I would have you know reprised my role. And um, I was cast as as a concession stand outside. To so during intermissions. I would give, I would sell people snacks. Mm-hmm. Some small thoughts from that is one, I was the most profitable snack vendor that the <laughs> BU theater department had ever seen. I made so much money. And I would play like totally like tone deaf music during intermission. Oh, that was you? Were you there? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I, saw, I saw both of them. <laughs> it was so fun. And the other thing was I got hit by a car on my way to do concession stands and did it anyway. <laughs> and it was like bleeding and soaking wet, but like really felt passionate about selling popcorn. Because that like became your thing. You were like, like, I'm not gonna be in the play, it, yeah. like at least I'm gonna 
become the most profitable successions vendor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to high school. No, yeah. What, well, about Angels in America, though, because you are saying you saw it on Broadway, you saw the HBO. Was mm-hmm. there a point when you saw it later in life that you were like, oh, now I get it? No, I honestly feel like in college, because I went to acting school, I would look back at it and be like, ah, like pure acting. Like I wasn't overthinking it. I was just kind of like doing the emotions. And I guess we'll bring up this now. Do you know about the Cappy Awards? No. The Cappy Awards are the Tonys of Eastern Pennsylvania. Okay, so the Freddie Awards, which I was telling you about mm-hmm. before, are probably like Western. for Western or yeah. Northern or whatever. And so, okay. So you'd have to. This is a great, great high school theater story. So the the Cappies are these theater awards, and you can you can be like a reviewer, and you can be and you can put your show up for it. Anyway, I was a reviewer originally, and I got kicked. I was the only person at my school that had ever been kicked out of the cappies because I I didn't click upload on one of my reviews. You Wait, so students would write students reviews? Students would write reviews. And okay. they'd be like the go- most god-awful. Like, I liked when the Beast, the actor who played the Beast exhibited wonderful physicality during the chase scene. Like, it was real nonsense. And would people actually read these reviews? Or Yeah, we like they'd come out and you'd be like, oh, shit, did I get a mention? Like, it was really intense. And I won Best Actor in a play for my rendition of Pryor. And it was a huge deal. Everyone was so jealous. Wow. Okay, so mm-hmm. that was before or after you had gotten kicked out? This is after I got kicked out. Okay. And what? Same year. Great. Yeah. So I, I stuck it to them. So when you won... <laughs> I went on stage. Was it like you give a speech, like the Tony Awards, like literally that intense? Yeah, it was like a huge auditorium. Yeah. And I went up, and I was the best actor, and I I wore a white suit. Did it feed into the Jimmy Awards? Like if you won, were you then eligible to go to the Jimmy Awards? I didn't know what that was at the time. Okay, yeah. Maybe it wasn't even... Actually, no, they were a thing, but maybe they weren't. Which was all like very... You know, I, I have never in my life been like, oh, I'm a good actor. I've never in my life felt like the best at anything. It was yeah. very just, like, funny to me. Like, like I don't think any of us took it very seriously. Like, so you I, weren't even expecting to win. You were just like, I'm Pryor Walter. Like, yeah, yeah. It, was just, like, it was just kind of funny. Like, we all got nominated for Best Show. Like, I, like, you know, like in the Tonys, you had to do a scene in front of... It was, like, a huge audience. And it was, like, in the middle of nowhere. Like, you had to drive, like, two hours to it. And we won, or I won. The show didn't win. And I went up. And I just, like, I just thought it was the funniest thing. Like, yeah. I really just thought it was so funny. Because um, it wasn't very serious. It was just kind of, like, a high school, or theater in high school was more a good time. And then in college, it became not a good time. Because I had to do it. And is that what made you fall out of love with it? I don't, or? I don't not love theater anymore. But I definitely, like, you know, different podcasts. But my college theater experience was a lot less fun, I think, than okay. my high school theater experience. So in high school, you really were just in it for the vibes. Like you, yeah, was you okay. enjoyed performing, but yeah, like it was fun. I, you know, I was honestly so fucking misbehaved. Like, I, like I think my director hated me, but still gave you. She leads. loved me, but she like yeah. As I a think, teacher, I understand what it's like to love and hate a student at the same I, time. I think so I was like, a real pain in the ass. Yeah, one show we because we did like the plays, and then there was like 
little classes and we were in like a scene study class and I got put in a scene study class. I, I got like an extra scene with this girl because we were an odd number. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'll always regret this, but I decided not to learn any of the lines and to just improvise it. And I like, because I thought it was funny and I like bought a like croissant and yeah. like took my shirt off and like ate the croissant during the scene. And everyone was like laughing and like I was not letting her say any of her lines and like she obviously you know, she like screamed at me and, she, and then the next day she said Benj would have done the same thing <laughs> <laughs> so that's it's crazy that like she like even if she thought that the fact that she let you know the next day like but you're still my favorite yeah, like is basically what she said yeah like okay but did so? Were, did you feel any consequence to that? Ultimately, were you like, "Oh man, like maybe I should take this more seriously," or no. were you just like, "No, like." Yeah. And then I wanted to go to theater school just because it was like the most fun. What did you study? Education. Say education. Yeah, but I did theater in college, and I had fun because it was student run, and I imagine that you were a view Broadway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I imagine that going through the BFA program is like this is less fun. It was yeah. More, well, I you know I as a as you as well dabble in the arts of comedy right we were both in improv groups exactly. in college it wasn't people didn't want you to do comedy in college yeah, yeah. what was your can I ask you questions yeah go for it sorry I've been talking so no that, I mean I'm interviewing you but you can ask me whatever you want what, did you feel like that when you did college theater they wanted you to be serious or was it like could you be a little silly I think I took it too seriously actually because it was like this like student run group that was a lot of fun and like did Mm -hmm. you know pretty solid work and like everyone did take it seriously but I like I don't think I took it too seriously I think I took it the right amount of serious and there were times at least when people wouldn't take it seriously Mm -hmm. enough um and it's tricky because we would have like rehearsals at like Sunday on 10 a.m and people would show up like hungover like still drunk and it's like Mm -hmm. all right like you're in college it's gonna happen um yeah, high school didn't but, have that. Yeah, really. like, I just even remember, like, I was directing a show, like, one of the B1 Broadway mm-hmm. shows, and, like, I was very specific about, like, the way I wanted people to bow, and people were, like, confused, like, you what do directing? you care about? Yeah, I was directing, I directed company my sophomore year of Ooh. college. Yeah. But I, like, wanted people's arms to look a certain way uh-huh. when they bowed, and it was just, like, specific, and they were like, why do you care about this? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know, like, it doesn't really matter, but it's like, if we're gonna do it, like, let's just do it. Yeah, right. That's... Seriously, so. I get that. So I feel like that, like, isn't. I don't know. I guess that's a little surprising based off what Where, where'd we were saying. Connecticut? Connecticut. Yeah. Connecticut. Greenwich, Connecticut. Greenwich, Connecticut. Yeah. Um, Do you have Canadian mannerism? Do I really? No. Oh, so that's what I was interested. I was like, don't say that. <laughs> Is that a sore subject? No, it's not. Just like... Just don't say I that. I just haven't... Yeah, just don't fucking say that. <laughs> it is now, so it don't ever it. mention that again. Um, yeah. So, I did Angels in America. I like how... <laughs> can I just say? Like, yeah. Like, and I think this is a little horrible, and I'm just noticing it, is like, you know, I do recess therapy. I... If you haven't heard of the It's Corn thing, that was a big thing. Yeah. Six billion views. Crazy. Yeah. I got interviewed a lot the past couple months. I, like and kind of got used to saying things a certain way yeah and I and I feel like I'm not being a generous podcast conversationalist because I'm used to being like and then this happened and then this happened no I don't want I don't want the bullshit though I, I want I'm not no 
like I don't, I'm, I'm I don't need that. Narcissist. Yeah, go narcissist. <laughs> Tell me, be the worst version of you. Also, probably less people are gonna see this than any other interview <laughs> that you've done so far. So like, you could say the most horrible thing, and no one will be like, recess therapy host gets canceled. Yeah, like, I'm gonna it, say, I none of the kids are real. They're all the actors. It's all staged. It's all staged. Breaking news. Um. So I did Angels in America. Yeah. And then we we're gonna do Cinderella. And the last minute, we couldn't get the rights, and we had cats, and girls walked out crying, like, so mad. Because they were doing cats, or because they weren't doing Cinderella? Because they weren't doing Cinderella, and we were doing cats. Yeah, I think the combination (laughs) of those two things is like a match made in hell. And me and my friends were like, like, oh my god, this is gonna be insane. (laughs) And I was out of town for the audition. And my director called me and she's like, what part do you want? And I was like, oh, we don't, we don't, and I said, Mr. Mistopheles. And, <laughs> and I'm going to, I want to talk about that, this show and Angels, the rest of the show they did in high school, nothing very home about. Okay. Fun, Pippin, Midsummer, blah, blah. Great. This show, I had to get certified by the Magicians Guild of Philadelphia to, to do a very complicated and kind of dangerous magic trick that was 25 minutes of the show. Wait, wait. Like, they stopped doing cats, and then they were like, just do a magic trick now. It was like, the Mr. Mistopheles' magic cat number was this insane magic trick where I got real handcuffs. Yeah. Anecdotally, was a camp counselor maybe two years later, and put them on, put on one handcuff, yeah. expecting the key to be where it used to be in the props room had to have the police come and remove the handcuff, but they couldn't come until the afternoon, so I had to teach all my classes for the day with a handcuff on. <laughs> one handcuff <laughs> just dangling Literally. in the way. Anyway, so I had to put on these real handcuffs. Okay. They then put me in a burlap sack, tied the burlap sack, and then they put me in a box, and then they locked the box with four combination locks, and that, <laughs> it was insane. It was actually really cool. And then my assistant would <laughs> climb on top of the box, lift up a curtain, drop the curtain, but it would be me who dropped the curtain, and he would, and then I'd open the box, and he would be handcuffed and shit inside the box. I just need to remind everyone that this is Cats we were talking about. Cats. If anyone wants to... This is the longest part of the show. And <laughs> Wait, so they... But they added time. Like, they, like, at... Like, it may have been longer than Angels of America because of this number. We did all of Cats, cut nothing, and added. And it's a long... Show. It is. It's too any amount of cats is too much cats for starters. But wait, so whose idea? What like your director was? My director's husband, who's a, who was a magician. Okay, and he was like, "You're doing cats. There's a magical cat." And they like went all out. And they he was money on. They put the budget into my magic trick, and I was too big for the box. And my director said, "You can be recast." But you weren't. You I, were was, like, I worked really hard at it. You just like hunched a little bit. And it was like the it was like the weird we were like all we were all we were all like too young to be that naked around each other. Yeah. There, it was like a lot of like it was like everything about it from everyone felt like sexual harassment to everyone. Like everyone was part of it. Yeah. Everyone was doing it and receiving it. Well, it's like if you're gonna sexually harass me, I'm gonna sexually harass you. Like, everyone like everyone was touching each other. Nobody wanted it. It was really funny. Like you're in like Thin body suits, thin, I imagine. I put like toilet paper in my underwear to hide the outline of my penis because it yeah. felt too. 
it was just it was like there. You like just it, had like too just, big of a penis. My penis like, was too big. <laughs> no, it was just like too exposed. Exposed, and I felt. Re- I think everyone felt so insecure. It yeah, was a bad experience. I want to see a picture. Yeah, I do want to see a picture actually. But yeah, it was, I have one on hand. It was an insane. It was. It was. Wait. So then, w- at what point when they were teaching you this trick, just to go back to that, mm, were they like? you have to actually get certified to do this. Like, did you start learning it and they were like, oh... No, it was like beforehand I had to talk to the Magician's Guild. But it was and like they a like, quick phone call and they were like, you have to like... I had to sign a thing and stuff. So you, you, if you told me how the trick was done, you would... Like, I can tell you. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Here's me and Kaz. Yeah. Just like really weird and just really tight. Yeah, really tight. Oh my god, they let you keep the costume? <laughs> well, because it was... Well, because another... Oh my god, that was such a shit show. The this everyone's armpit sweat made the dye bleed, so everyone's armpits were like <laughs> the cat suits had crazy pit stains. So at that point, they were just like, take them home. Like but yeah, we don't... the sweat like would dissolve the paint. Yeah, and they were all spray painted. So like any like the butt cracks, like the armpits would just be like drip, drip. And this would like happen during the show that yeah, you would see it bleeding insane. like that. Anyway, so can I tell you how that did the magic trick? Yeah, I wasn't going to ask because I didn't want to, like, push no, no, it, but no, if I you can... Know. 10 right. years. They can find me and sue me. <laughs> so, I had... Oh, gosh. Can I say more about this number? Yes, Before yes. Say everything about so this number. So, we choreographed the whole show. I don't sing, we must remember. So, I didn't sing my solo. My friend at the time sang it for me. And what, you just, like, bounced about on stage. And... Mm-hmm week of my director says we're not going to have a choreographer number Julian but I trust you to make something up so every <laughs> night I would, come, I would jump out on stage with no idea what to do and just kind of shake and just do it for like for like four to five minutes of song before the magic trick and that was horrible and I had like to pull uh st- like paper out of my mouth yeah and, and I, so I'd put it in my mouth and then dance and then like it would be so wet that it would just be pulled like oh. it was so many variables and then I had to like pull like stuff out of my arm and like all this shit and like do my horrible dance and then I was <laughs> this is also insane it was the only part of the show that had non-sung lines like the whole it's an yeah. opera and I went I'm gonna need Two, I'm gonna need four cat systems, is what I said. It was yeah. the only time we broke the fourth wall because <laughs> we brought kids up on stage it was, to do the tricks do with the you. Trick. It was like, it was like so insane. And so they bring these four kids up stage. There's a video of it, and the kids like put on my handcuffs, tie me up in this bag, mm-hmm. and then like get left up there. And the kids just kind of like <laughs> don't like, know what to do. <laughs> anyway, so they put me in the box. I have a key taped to my wrist. Okay. Big, big important thing. Key taped my wrist. They put me in the box. The bag has a false bottom. So they put me, they put the top on immediately. I take the key, put put it in my mouth, and unlock it. Mm -hmm. I then put the bag, so like the open parts up, and I delicately place the um, handcuffs and the key, with the key in the handcuffs open okay i then once i get padded i then uh, there's a false thing and i like open the box then once he starts he gets on top of the box and i feel him lift the thing i open it 
I climb out, and as he lifts the thing, I lift with him. He hands it off to me. Yeah. I drop it. So it's just my head. Once I notice he's cl- he's climbed in, I drop it all the way. Yeah. Then while we undo the locks, he handcuffs himself, gets in the bag, and it look it's it's a perfect trick. Yeah. Were you ever worried about it going wrong? I feel it like never there's did so ever. much. Like e- even if like if if it takes you too long to totally. do, totally. The... There were so many things that could go wrong, but I was so afraid of it going wrong that it could, it, it didn't. Yeah. And then what was people's reactions to that? It like was, thunderous it, applause, standing yeah, ovation, like. Standing like, ovation, like People beside themselves. And the kids were like, what the fuck just happened? It blew everyone's mind. And I told everyone how I did it. Oh, even at the time? <laughs> I not Because <laughs> it made it so impressive. Yeah. No, cause talk yeah. about like athletic, though. I feel like there is an I'd athleticism be, to doing all that. I'd be malnourished enough to fit in the box. Mm-hmm. Which I definitely was coming off of Angels America, where I wanted to look like I had AIDS. Yeah. Is what I said a lot. Um, yeah, it was a real crazy year for me. Wow. Downhill after that. It's funny that you said that you walked on stage and like you were like, I don't know what I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna dance about because every time I see cats, that's what I feel like they're doing anyway. It was really specific. So But mine was unspecific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was were okay. Were you in any other numbers or you literally just were on for Mr. Mistopheles? No, I was in the rest of the show. And was it difficult to do that dancing? Because it's a it's a lot of it's choreography. Not dancing. I I wasn't in the like skilled part. Okay. I had one other so I had one I think I only sung one line by myself. My mom was sitting in the front of her recording it and she's not recording. She's recording a different kid during my one line. Oh. So there's no proof. But you you can it, hear it. Yeah. Are you a, a singer? Yeah, I think at a time I identified as one. I don't anymore, but I that mm-hmm. doesn't change that I sing or used mm-hmm. to sing. Like I, I would if I was in a musical, I would want to sing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I like singing. I yeah. sing so much. Me too. But you don't... Why? What's Then why do you not want to sing in a show? Because I'm not good at it. But I like it. I a really traumatic experience recently, and I hope she doesn't hear this, but singing makes me very anxious, and I went to Madrid and met up with one of my all-time favorite singers, um, the band Heinz. And I went out to get drinks with one of them. And we went to uh, a, like, a bar where you can sing. Mm-hmm. And she was like, do you want to sing with me? And I did. And I didn't do a good job, but I was, like, mortified. It was, like, a big stressor to sing with one of your favorite singers. But it's just she's just, like, trying to have fun. Like, yeah, was she really going to judge you? Like, Yes, and she did. No, I don't know. Oh. But I was worried about being judged. I like that you're really self-aware. Oh, I'm very sad. <laughs> well, I like, you know, people say they're a bad singer and then they're a good singer. Yeah. Do you think you're a good singer? I do. I don't think I have enough technique to, like, mm-hmm. actually be a good Support. singer. Like, I think I have a good voice, mm-hmm. but I think, like, I just don't have the training, which, like, makes me sound like the type of person you're just describing. Yeah. But I feel like I go see, like, a Broadway show and I'm like, oh, I could not do what they're doing. Oh, that's you know a lot I mean? of like, But, like, you can... Like, could you sing Corner of the Sky? Oh, totally. And I and I have, and I would and I crush it. And again. Yeah, and I will again. Like, give me a karaoke microphone, and I will, mm-hmm. like, make it happen. Um, when I was in middle school, we did Chicago. And in I, middle school? In middle school. <laughs> and I auditioned for... In middle school, we did Rent. But Uh-oh. that's a whole other thing. I, okay. Um, we auditioned... I auditioned for... What's his name? Amos? 
Mr. Cellophane? Yeah. Yeah. And it did for him, and the end of the song goes, never, even, no, and like, high note or whatever. Yeah. And I made the choice that he was too sad to hit the high note, because I didn't feel confident enough <laughs> to sing it. My direct, the director was like, what the, what, you gotta do it. And I was like, he wouldn't. And they're like, he's, he was like, it's in the script. And I was like, hmm. And so they didn't cast you they with didn't cast me. Okay. I was Fred Casely. Oh, dies right at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we're rehearsing and we get to the courtroom scene and apparently he has more lines and I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they like, go back and like retell what happened. Yeah, I hadn't read the play. Oh, good. That seems to be a trend that you didn't really know what was going on in a lot of these shows. I just show up. And you made it work. I made it work. And I got the copies. The fact that your teacher, who in some cases probably should have been like, you need to get your act together, you're really talented. She was just like, oh, it's okay, you remind me of Benj. So. I was a loose cannon with a bad attitude. Yeah. And I I cleaned up. That's so interesting. And it's interesting, too, that, like, you keep saying, I don't like singing, or not that you don't like singing, sorry, mm-hmm. that you are not a good singer, but you kept on doing mm-hmm. musicals just for well, the joy of fun, it. Yeah. yeah, which is good, because I feel like some people would, in another high school theater program would get discouraged and stray away and be like oh I'm not gonna do this then but like I I didn't sing at all in college because it felt like less it felt more competitive okay it felt like ooh yeah that's kind of how I started to feel in Mm -hmm. college where it was like oh I'm not doing acapella I'm just doing like student run musical theater so it's like obviously I'm not a good singer Mm -hmm. but it's like I don't know I knew people in acapella who I didn't think were good singers anyway so I miss I'll say you know I'll say I miss high school theater a lot. I actually, for the first time in, before the pandemic, last week, or no, the week before last, right before Thanksgiving, on a Sunday, so a week from yesterday, I had drinks with Terry, my theater director. Wow. Yeah. And how did that go? It was lovely. I was a little worried it would be awkward. And it wasn't. Actually, it made me um, very nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Really, it made me miss... I feel like she put a lot of care and attention and all her students in a way that, like, I don't think college teachers can just because they're, like, really churning out actors. Yeah. Like, a high school, there's, like, only so many kids who really care enough to, like, do the theater thing. Um, But, yeah, it was very nice to see her. And um, I was surprised how few people kept up with her and also how few people kept up with theater, which I think is a hard, genuinely a very hard thing to do post-grad. Yeah. Like, where? Do well, you? do you? Well, I mean, I've gone into anything but acting at this point. Yeah. Which, because it's just like, I don't, like, where am I going to act? Like, it's easier for me to, like, submit a play to a festival than it is for me to, like, audition yeah, for right. a show, I feel. At least in New York. I don't no, know. I haven't, I haven't acted in anything. I went down this path, like, senior, or, like, maybe junior year after the pandemic started where I was like, I'm only going to be in my own stuff. Like, yeah. I really, like, rebelled. I don't think I performed a single monologue that I didn't write my senior year of college because I was, like, really sick of being told what to do. I felt very, like, yeah. So then you were, like, so in love with theater in high school. Mm -hmm. It seems like you kind of lost it in college. And now you're, like, it seems like at least full-fledged comedian. I don't know what I am. I mean, I'm doing... I'm in this moment where I'm, like, I do recess therapy... And what else? And I need to answer that question. Yeah. Because I've been doing it for a year and a half, full time. And do you think that, like, do you, like, 
I don't know, like, do you still feel like recess therapy, like, is this way of you doing theater? Or, like, do you want the what else to be something more concretely theatrical? Yeah, yeah. I think I want to, like, <clears throat> I, uh, I think I want to, like, do more performance stuff. Like, it, recess therapy is a lot of, like, me. It feel, Honestly, recess therapy feels like being an improv teacher a lot of the time. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'm meeting this kid we've never met before. How can I make them yes and, and as fast as possible? And, like have fun and blah 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 and it feels like it's not enough about me you know no, yeah no but I, like i don't feel like i get full to like, <laughs> no i just like i want to like play in a way that's not i feel like i'm always the person setting up the joke and i think you want to be yeah. the not the straight man you are the yeah I, i'm always a straight man and I, and I don't like you know it, it is very much about me in the sense that like you know i'm the only adult and like it's my show yeah but like i don't even want like i want to collab like I love doing improv and like the BCC felt like for a time like a really nice way of like doing performance again. Yeah. I don't even think I like my college improv troupe as much as I like my high school improv troupe. Interesting. Which felt just like fun. Like, yeah. It just felt like no pressure to be good. Yeah. Like we, like we did shows all the time. In for, high like, school? Yeah for kids. We like did it kids improv shows like monthly and it was like multiple times a month and it was just like a great time and then in college it was like all right, the shows are going to be, like, crazy. And, like, it, and you know, it feels harder to make people laugh when you get a little older. Yeah. I feel a little, just in general, like, disillusioned full stop right now by, like, shit. Okay. So I'm trying to find that high school magic again. It seems like it. <laughs> and whether it's through improv or theater or whatever yeah. it is, like, it's, it's definitely out there. I mean... It's there. I think the winter's hard. I think... You know, you know, recess therapy is a job, mm-hmm. not first and foremost, but maybe second. Yeah, and it's like hard when your job is like a fully creative thing to like be like, oh, Anna would do this other creative thing. Yeah, but I think that's you know, like you got, I'm young and I'm figuring it out. That's fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I think once I realize like I'm not gonna capture the same joy of high school and college mm-hmm. improv doing it like as an adult mm-hmm. I was just like then maybe I won't do it maybe like something yeah, else will then give me that yeah. joy um, yeah I don't know it's it's tricky I feel like you're in high school and you're like oh my god I love doing theater I'm gonna do it for the rest of my life yeah and then it, it's not that you can't yeah. That. yeah or you like find other ways of like doing it in different ways like or like the performance skills you gain by being Mr. Mistopheles, mm-hmm. you now bring into like you being a host for yeah. recess therapy, whatever it is. You, you take those things. I I think I went into college being like I'm done with that version of theater. I'm ready for like like adult theater. Yeah, but I don't know if adult theater is as much fun. Do you like want to be an adult, but now you're like I want to go back to doing yeah. kid theater. Like you want to be Pippin again? I want to be I want to be um, Charlemagne again. You're Charlemagne. That makes sense. I'll end with this. When the final performance of my high school, of any high school theater I ever did, was Pippin. It was the end of, it was like the spring show, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Right and <clears throat> this girl I dated at the time, who lived in Maryland, she had cheated on me. We'd been dating for a while. She yeah. really messed me up to a degree that I really just couldn't care less about, like a very high school. Yeah. Um, and she took the train to Pennsylvania to my high school to apologize at this show. Yeah. And my mom 
and everyone was like, yo, Natalie's here. And I was like, or whoever's here. Yeah, she knows. <laughs> We're friends. Right? I know. But uh, everyone was like, Natalie's here. And I was like, there's no fucking way. And, and I was, and, and she was. And then you had to do the show and knowing that she was there. I didn't know she was there. I, I, I did not believe it. Okay. Because there was a girl who kind of looked like her. And I was yeah. Like, it's that girl. Anyway, my mom kicked her out and was like, you got to go, Natalie. And everyone, like, it was like a whole thing. And then I, like, ran out and I was like, why are you here? She's like, I want to say sorry. And then Miss Plunkett, the algebra teacher, came out and was like, Julian, the show is so good. <laughs> and, like, re- like, stopped us and talked to me for, like, five or six minutes. <laughs> and then, like, hugged me goodbye and then we went back to the bike. And I was like, you got to go, Natalie. You got to get out of here. And she got on a train and went back home. And that was how So I the apology left. didn't work. It didn't work. And then, and then you never did another show again. And you and went then home that was my, and that was That it. was the last high school show I ever did. It was like ended on that note. It kind of sucked. But I'm okay now. Okay. I'm glad that you were able to overcome mm. that. Do you have like last rapid fire questions? Like highest note I ever sung? I should do that. Style? I do you have should. one final question, oh, yeah. but I don't have the rapid fire like no, that. No, 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 that's fine. That's fine. The highest, <laughs> highest note I've ever sung. Some people are not going to know the answer to that. <laughs> um, okay. In a word... One word, how would you describe your high school theater experience? Um, I would say, all in all, in the end, <laughs> in summation in and conclusion, conclusion uh, I would say it was pivotal. Okay, elaborate a little. Uh, I can't elaborate. Right. No, sure. Uh, I think it really set me up to like trust myself creatively. Like, it gave me a passion that, like, definitely may not be the thing that I do, but definitely let, started me down the path towards yeah. whatever I am doing. Uh, and I think it gave me some purpose, which I am very appreciative of my high school theater experience. Well, that's great that yeah. it was able to be pivotal at the same time as, like, mm-hmm. fun. It was a lot of fun. I, I loved every second of it. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you of for talking to me. I hope this is the end of your... Um, press tour yeah (laughs) this doesn't even have anything to do with the corn kid mind you I'm just yeah I will not say anything about him yeah Um, even though you already mentioned him six million views alright and to everyone listening thank you so much and we'll see you next time bye thanks for listening to Cast Party High School Theater Revisited. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Cast Party Pod for all the latest updates. See you next time.